0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, as always, and I am back with another edition of The Betting Show. And uh, it's a little bit of a different betting show this week. It's basically in the middle of the year now, so... Uh, there's no UFC coming up this weekend there's no Bellator, there's no PFL, there's no big MMA card going down so I said what better time than to have a look at our bets from the start of the year, the the bets we had for the year I have I did two different shows with bets for the year, we're going to review them uh, and I'm going to give you five bets for the rest of the year coming up, or maybe even a little bit longer but we, we, we'll say there for the rest of the year anyway and uh, we will have a look at them um, next week I'll come back and I will uh, review my bets from last week and obviously give you the bets for the next UFC card and all of that so uh, you won't be missing out on any, uh, any of the next events or anything like that but let's just say the last three weeks three flyers in a row plus 600 plus 600 plus 575 it was and almost a plus 1800 flyer as well last week so it's been an unbelievable run. and um hopefully uh, some of the bets that we will be reviewing here will hit for the uh, second half of the year, and some of the new bets as well might hit also. So, um yeah, let's get into it here straight away. and uh, and let's look. At it and as as I said again, Please bet responsibly. Don't go. Uh, don't go too mad. Uh, I, I obviously I've been saying it from the start since I did this, but I'm just doing this for fun. You know, the odd bit of a weekend. Not, the, I'm no professional bettor or anything like that, as everyone knows. But you know, when you can get a a, a six to one bet three weeks in a row, for, it's you know, it's not bad. It's not bad. And us, uh, us kind of uh, friendly bettors would be, I uh, would be happy enough hitting him every so often. So I'd say everyone was happy enough when we did hit it uh, there over the last few weeks. Um. Uh, but yeah, as I said, better response. But also, just one thing before I get into the actual bits as well. I remember it's a while since I've talked about it now. But I made a point there when the whole, you know, the whole James Crowe thing happened to talk about it maybe five or six times on the podcast and give a few updates and all. But it, and I remember the last time maybe I spoke about it. I I think I said the words we need to get this resolved so we can all kind of move on and see what's going to happen and see what needs to be done and all. And um. It hasn't been really much heard since. Now maybe there's stuff going on, and I, I I would assume there is going on behind the scenes. You know, whether it's good, bad, positive, negative, whatever it might be. Uh, there, you would nearly bet. Excuse the pun, there's something that was going on behind the scenes and we will be hearing about it, whether it's sooner rather than later. But I thought it would be sooner because it created such uncertainty. Now, I think some of the uncertainty was obviously uh, fixed because there was a couple of them in Canada and I think uh, somewhere in the States as well kind of banned MMA betting for a while and then they brought it back. So I think some of that uncertainty maybe was fixed so it can uh, it's, it's not as... Uh, you know, it doesn't need to be as done as quickly as maybe we, we initially thought. Uh but for James Crouse himself and for the whole situation and also for like the situation in general. For you know, fighters and, and coaches and all have basically been told no betting and none of, you know, none of any of, of this sort of stuff. Um And for the most part it seems like they've been doing it, but we also need a resolution to this in terms of going forward, what is the stall that has been set out you know who uh who needs to know what happened will find out what happened kind of thing you know so i think that's i think that's big and it's a story that has is rumbling on and rumbling on it'll probably be you know when it comes out a massive story no matter what happens and i'd be very interested to hear from all parties and all sides uh, of the equation what has happened and Hopefully, you know, as I said a few months ago Hopefully it'll be quickly But it hasn't been so far So we, you never know, I suppose One other thing as well It's, if anyone follows, you know, the Premier League here uh, In in this side of the world There's, last week actually A player, even Tony Who's like one of the, the top strikers in the Premier League Got banned for eight months I think it was And fined £50,000 For... Uh, betting now the full details haven't that come out but what apparently it was he was betting on other games uh i think he t- over 200 bets um and apparently you know, i don't as i said again these full details haven't come out but it was none of his own games or anything like that um and what they obviously look at it as you know whether it's i don't know if the, the, the right phrase is insider betting or not but that's how they look at it and he got banned a lot you know he's one of a guy who's going to be playing for England and you know he could have been gone for a big fee this summer he's playing for Brentford so the likes of you know Chelsea or Man United or Arsenal someone could have paid a big fee to buy him and now it's like less likely to happen his career could have been totally changed because of this um no, you could argue the same thing has happened to uh, to, uh, to James Krause. In, I almost called him James Toney. Uh James Krause, in terms of his career being derailed, uh, but the sanctions haven't kind of come down yet. When Ivan Tony was you know, being sanctioned or uh, being investigated, sanctions is wrong, or being investigated like uh, Krause is, uh, he was able to keep playing and all that, and he only literally stopped last week. So I just just the juxtaposition between the two of them, between a the sport that's been there a long time, and is, um, is now full of betting, like betting sponsors and everything all over the place, it's cracking down on it, really, um, because it kind of has to, and it, it, the view is that it has to, and I think the way Dana White spoke about it, and the way people reacted to it, that's probably the view in MMA as well, so I'm very interested to see if there are sanctions. What the sanctions will be, and not just James Crossy look, he's innocent until proven guilty. If you know, if anything has even happened, like we don't know. As I said, he's that man is is allowed to have uh, his say as much as as anyone uh, is. But in the future, if it was to happen before, whether it's this case or another case, I'm v- I'm very interested what um, repercussions there are. But also what precedent it sets for the future, and I think that's the major thing uh, out of all of this. So uh, definitely wanted to mention that again. And look, w- good to keep it in our minds to see like where is it going to go for uh, the the second uh, the second part of the year, I suppose, and, and how long it'll actually keep going for. So right, let's uh, let's give a review of the bets from the start of the year. So I have five bets, but also I predicted the champions. Now I didn't predict necessarily who the champions would be. I predicted the betting lines for the champions and the the the, the lines I liked for the for the champions. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get into uh, we'll get into all of them here uh, here pretty quickly. I I realize as I go back through them. Um, I I think with the UFC and I remember in the podcast I did uh, kind of looking at this. It's very hardy and I was talking. I didn't doing a podcast the other day and I did, it was actually Q and A. I was doing. And someone was saying to me, right? It must be very hard for the UFC to fill all these pay-per-views. But when you think about it, the UFC are only doing twelve pay-per-views at a year. A year. How many divisions are there? Like what was it? Twelve, thirteen divisions. Twelve champions. Is it something, something around that? So you would think, like, if all of them fought twice, you should have loads of, of avail, availability to fill all these cards. Yet this, uh, the pay-per-view cards. We forget about the other cards for a second. Yet they don't really do that, you know. The one coming up is, uh, there's no title fight on it, and there was another card recently with no title fight on it as well. It's, and, and I'm saying this because when you're looking at the betting for the champions for the full year, it's like, it's very, it's probably easier to like bank on the same champion being champion because like not every belt is even being defended or might only be defended once or whatever. And it's, it really is kind of, uh, very, very slow and stop-starty in terms of anything moving. Because you could get a, a title fight at, in January and you might get another one until, you know, the next January or something like that. And It, it feels, and it may, maybe it's just me, but it feels like that's happening more and more and more. There are certain champions like Adesanya who fights a lot. But in a lot of the other people Like they win a title And you know I've, I'm injured I have a shoulder injury I'm out for the next nine months Or whatever You know that seems to happen a lot uh, And I, I don't blame them I suppose you, When you get the belt You should get right For your next big money fight But uh, I think that's an interesting thing To look at When we're looking at the uh, The champions And the betting of the champions But we will look at our bets first The five bets And then we get to the champions one so uh, at the start of the year, I gave the five bets. First bet, I gave Jamal Hill to beat Glover Teixeira at minus one thirty eight, um, and that hit. That was correct. Uh, Jamal Hill did obviously beat uh, Glover Teixeira. Um, I I think I I actually predicted Jamal Hill. I do these ball predictions every year, and I predicted him to be champion uh in 2022 wasn't that i think it was was it i think it was january wasn't it <laughs> when he beat Kledera. so it was very very close and i think if you're betting on that one you probably would have got uh double figures i like i think on jamal hill and looking at him going forward he is also a guy right that he's at a position right now and i think a lot of people have kind of said about jamal hill oh he's kind of the placeholder there and he's gonna get beat beat soon enough and all and it's not that i disagree with that right Uh, or I don't really agree with it either, but Jamal Hill is at a place where he has not become the best Jamal Hill yet. If he lost right now, would it be a massive shock to anyone? Or if he had lost the Glover to Sheriff, fight, would it be a massive shock to anyone? I'm not sure it would necessarily have been, right? But I think it'd be a massive shock if he doesn't improve and improve and improve, and in, let's say, two years' time, he'll be this unbelievable fighter who will be a champion again. I'd like that's a trajectory I go I I see for Jamalil. And not necessarily a champion again. Maybe he'll hold on to the belt. Like if he wins, who's he gonna fight next? Like who's Behovich is fighting um Pereira? Um Prohachka is obviously, you know, could be back soon. Reyes could be back soon. Who knows who he's gonna uh fight next? But if he wins that fight and he's Another six or seven months of improving, I think it's going to be harder and harder to beat him. Now is probably the time to beat him if you are going to beat him. So, I thought he'd have enough to beat Tashera. I always thought he was going to be a champion from one of the first time to time I tweeted it. The night that Paul Craig beat him, I was like, this guy will still be a champion, and I was right about that one. Now there, I'm not often <laughs> right about those sort of ones. I, there's lots of lads, you know, the the the, the and gateways are paved with failed predictions, but. Um that was one I got right. So uh yeah, first bet go over to Shira, minus one thirty eight. Now the next bet is uh the only one that hasn't happened, if I'm Yeah, it's the only one that hasn't happened. Um and I get Fancy Singanu to defeat John Jones at minus minus uh uh one five five. Uh which is very interesting in my mind, right? Because it's very easy to forget your opinions at the time. Like I think a lot of people's opinion at the time was the fight was going to happen and you, Jones, you pick Ngannou, right? In my, my opinion, obviously, at this time when I recorded it, was that I would pick Nganu to to win. But it's funny because I feel like after the news, and I did a whole video about it, the news that Ngannou, uh signed his great contract last week has kind of brought him back into the thinking of a lot of people and everyone is saying, like, you know, he's the lineal champion and he's saying it himself and Jake Paul is coming out and PFL and it's been great. But it did feel like there for a couple of months that Francis was a little bit forgotten. Not not forgotten in terms of like, okay, what's the <clears throat> what's the the, the deal going to be and all of that? But he was forgotten in terms of like, you know, Tyson Fury started calling out John Jones now, not Francis. You know, the, he, every time he wants to call someone out, he uses the UFC champion. And I think if Francis had ever realized before that he was being used, that was probably the time he should have realized it. But like, that's just the symptom of all of this. It did feel like oh John Jones beat Gagne so easily Is everyone like well would he have done the same to Francis like we never know that question and my opinion was the opposite at this time but if I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's necessarily my opinion I don't actually I don't think it was but that was the way the narrative was kind of going and it's just I think interesting to look back and see okay Francis was uh, and also people don't like me calling him Francis but I will continue to call him Francis because his name is Francis like he is he came from a French-speaking nation to France, 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 he lived in France, and uh, his name is Francis, uh, like, I, I don't know, I, I, like, if if you call him José Aldo, like, why would you not call him Francis, we choose to pronounce names correctly, like, like and I know he calls himself Francis sometimes, right, but he calls himself Francis, because I feel like everyone else calls him Francis, if he were to say his own name to a French-speaking person, he'd probably well be calling him fr- name Francis, anyway, I don't care, I'm going to continue to say, but, um, yeah, that bet hasn't happened. Uh, the next bet, I got it right, but I also predicted the other way around when the fight happened. So, so I kind of, I, 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 I won't like you, I won't hide it. I kind of double-picked this one, uh, but, uh, you know, we all have our prerogative to change our mind. So I picked Adesanya to defeat Pereira at minus 150, and obviously he did. So that was a, a good bet, even though I did uh, pick Pereira later on, closer to the fight. So this, what was this like? three four months before the fight so by the time the fight had come around i had kind of changed my opinion but also i did say just before the fight that i really don't know and it's a very uh pick em fight i remember thinking at the time that um adesanya would be able to turn it around i went back and i watched the fight and i thought like the mental side of it's going to be very tough for adesanya and you know i think this is a fight again and and um you know, a series of of two MMA fights that we will actually look back on. And we're better off, even not now, as I I, I do it here, I need to go back and watch both of those fights and analyze it from a very pure, out-of-the-hype type of position. Because, like, I feel like we thought one way going into the first fight, we thought one way going into the second fight... But we need to actually, like, break them down to discuss that, like, in perpetuity. What was the result of that? Like, was it Adesanya, was it a lucky punch in the end? Was it Adesanya being... You know, fought back And he had to fight out And he got the knockout Or was Adesanya Playing a bit of possum And he finished him Because he knew What had happened The first uh, the first fight And he preyed on that And he acted like he was You know, mentally Losing again Or whatever it might be I, I honestly, I don't know And I need to go back and watch it. But anyway, the bet was good And Adesanya won One bet that wasn't good And two bets that weren't good Actually, the last two But the first one Usman defeated uh, Leon Edwards Via TKO KO Plus uh, 175 Uh, That obviously didn't happen. Um, Leon Edwards went up 5-10% from the first fight. Usman, you know, I didn't think he fought as well. He didn't fight badly or anything like that. But I think if he had fought the same way he fought in the first fight, or or even a little bit better, I think Leon Edwards would have won anyway. Yeah, I really do now, thinking back on that, because... It was a great performance from Leon. You know, I was talking to John Anik just before, and he was quoting Teddy Allis saying, you go up, what, 20 30% when you become the, the champion. And I didn't necessarily buy into that. And honestly, I still don't necessarily buy into that. But Leon Edwards did. There's no doubt about it for Leon Edwards. He did. And uh, he won that fight. Uh, he won that fight kind of walking away. Um, the last bet then of the five was Alexander Volkanovski to defeat Islam Makhachev. plus... Two seventy. I think if they fought again, you're not getting plus two seventy on that anyway. Obviously, they did fight. Uh, it was a fight that could have gone either way. It was a very, very close fight. I I scored it for Volkanovski. I think on rewatch. I think I had it from a catch-up, but it was very close. Obviously, we all remember, was it the fourth round where he had his back and wasn't really doing much with his back, and there was a few punches coming, and there was a big debate over that, and, you know, maybe maybe, uh, maybe I went a little bit overboard in that, and, like, the, he's his back, but he's doing nothing with it, and he's getting punched in the, you know, one of them. But whatever way about it, it was a close fight. I think a lot of people, if they had looked at that plus 270 after the fight and thinking, oh, God, that could have been a very, very, very tasty bet, and that price was definitely wrong. You know, probably should have been closer to plus 170, maybe maybe even less than that. Uh, I think if they were to fight again, and uh, maybe the odds are up for that. I'll have a look at that. I don't think they are, but maybe the odds are up for that. I think it would be closer to plus 150, uh, maybe plus 170 at a at a stretch. But, uh, yeah, he didn't win, but it was, it was not a bad bet at all. Not a bad bet. Right, the... Obviously the, the champions' predictions were are for the whole year, but we're halfway through the year. Let's let's quickly review. we 'em we'll we'll run through them pretty quickly. Um Flywheel. Figueiredo at two to one, I give. Obviously, at this stage he was due to fight. Moreno again, he ended up losing that fight. But he is staying at one twenty-five, isn't he? So he has another what seven months here. Um I or Is he said Didn't he have a 125 fight booked And then it wasn't booked And now it's booked again Or is it half booked Or is it not I don't know Um He lost that fight anyway As long as Moreno is still the champion I doubt he's getting another match So that uh So d- d- these bets are to be champion At the end of the year Uh That's not going to happen I don't think so no. 2 to 1 2 to 1 wasn't a great price It was a great price based on He used to win one fight And a 2 to 1 I think at the time Was my thinking But not now Um went. i went for umar and Magameda at 50 to 1 because it was 50 to 1 now since then umar has uh, knocked out ronnie barsolas very very quickly you know there's talks of him getting some uh some bigger fights and things like that he i don't think he has one booked yet but again this is another one of these divisions that uh is very kind of slowly moving although Maybe fa- moving faster than you would expect Because O'Malley is fighting Obviously Sterling just fought Now he's going to fight in O'Malley And then Sterling is kind of saying I'll move up and wait um, If I do win Or maybe a fight after And Merab is going to get in So Merab is kind of next in line No matter what happens after he stole O'Malley's jacket So Umar Is there an outside chance someone gets injured Umar steps in and a 50-1 to 1 could win the title? very 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 outside it's a 50 to 1 bet though it's a 50 to 1 bet um the women's strawweight division um rosan units of five to two i i did think at a time that she was going to get the shot now lemas is getting the shot and um uh yan had put herself i thought right in contention about getting the shot like if if zhang willie wins that fight are they going to do a big card in China between the, the, the two uh, Chinese women's straw wets? I would say probably, if they can. And that means Rose is not going to get in there like, what's Rose going to do? It feels like we haven't heard from her for a long time. Is she going to take a fight? That 5-2 bet uh, doesn't look like it's going to be good, to be honest. Doesn't look like it's going to be good. Women's flyweight, I went for Aaron Blanchfield at 14-1. to one. Now, Obviously, she beat Jessica Andrade won that massive fight. And if Grasso hadn't have beaten uh, Shevchenko, she probably would have been fighting for the title next. And I'd be saying, oh, that's a great 14 to 1 bet. Now, Grasso is fighting, uh, obviously, the rematch. Is it just set yet? I don't think it is set yet. Um, maybe I'm mistaken. But if that's set, someone wins and they can get a, a turnaround pretty quickly. Maybe Blanchfield will be the next in line. We vote, as I said again the belts the title's moving slowly there's only 7 months to get in those 2 fights at 14 to 1 would you still take that bet right now maybe at 20 to 1 but she's in a better position now in terms of where she is in the division in terms of timing obviously it's going to be an issue but that 14 to 1 still hanging in there still hanging in there Uh, so at women's bantamweight I give Shevchenko at uh, 15 to 2 now I thought she would win against Grasso move up and uh, beat um uh, Nunes obviously that's not going to happen now, so that bet is almost completely out the window. I, I would say, uh, in fact, if I was to give a bet now, and maybe we, we oh no, we, I will be getting a given a bet in a second. So my five bets for the rest of the year, we'll be up in a second. Featherweight, uh, I give at twenty to one. He's fighting Josh Emmett, and I think if he wins that with Aaron Lallen, uh, no longer uh, on his win streak, and Yair at Volkanovski coming up pretty soon. Topuria could be the next in line now will he so and with this as well there is an Australian card coming up uh in the autumn or something like that if Volkanovski wins will they turn him around get him on that card and put him up against Topuria? I could see that happening I could see that happening so that 20 to 1 bet is, is a good one 20 to 1 to beat Emmett and Volkanovski maybe is a bit much you know but is he going to beat Volkanovski? That's, oh my God, that's the fight I want to see. That's the fight I want to see, but we'll see. Uh, the Lightweight Volkanovski at 92. Now, the other option is there, the Taboria fight doesn't happen, and they do the rematch for the lightweight belt, and Volkanovski gets another shot. He's wanted that. I think a lot of people wanted that. <clears throat> I don't think that's as likely, and at 92, obviously not, but at this time, the lightweight uh, super fight hadn't taken place yet, and... Um, Obviously, I picked uh, Volkanovsky to uh, to win it. But, uh, or what had it? I don't know. May, may, but anyway, 92. Uh It was for the end of the year, so I pro- probably hadn't. No, indeed. Well, to at Usman 7 4. Obviously, he lost and he's not going to get back in there. So that one's pretty self explanatory. Whitaker at 8 1 in middleweight, I picked. Now, this was kind of based on Pereira beating Adesanya, possibly. Well, I was taking that chance anyway, even though I was picking Adesanya to win. But I thought it'd be a 50 50. So if the 50 50 had gone to Pereira and Whitaker was next in line, I thought Whitaker would beat Pereira, so uh, that basically was my 8-1 to one pick. Hasn't worked out, but Whitaker, <coughs> if he wins his upcoming fight, uh, who's he fighting? He's fighting for, is he fighting Vittori? Or is he, uh, there was talks of him fighting Shamayev anyway. If he wins an upcoming fight, could he get the Adesanya fight again? Um uh, Maybe. Could he win it? Maybe 8-1. We'll see. Uh, Jamal Hilden, 7-2 to, to be champion. Obviously, he won the title, and he still has the title. Doesn't look like he's going to be fighting anytime soon. Will he have one before the end of the year? I would say possibly yes. So you're giving that 7-2 just to win one more fight. I think that's pretty good. And in a heavyweight serial Gagne, 5-1. We all know what happened with him and John Jones. He's going to have to fight his way back, so that bet is definitely not happening. Right. Uh those are that's a review of the bets for this year. We will obviously review them uh, again or, or well the, the all of the the first five are, are done, basically, unless uh, Francis and John Jones decide to fight in some way. Uh but uh the uh the champions we can review again towards the end of the year. So here are the bets I'm gonna give. And and, and not necessarily give, I'm just gonna run through some of the bets here. I'm gonna give you my five uh and then, if there's anything else, we can have a look at it again. And I'm not just, I'm not going to go through these in full like I, I normally do, uh, but I'll throw these out there. So number one, uh, and these are possible future fights. We talked about Whitaker a minute ago. We talked about Leon Edwards. We talked about Nunes and Aldana. And I'm going to throw a few bets out for them, right? So number one, Shemaev versus Whitaker. If that fight happens, plus 100, Shemayev is here. Now, take these odds as I said with a pinch of salt but I'm very interested to see Shamayev going up against one of the top guys even if it's not plus 100 I think his price would probably be a little bit better than he would be at welterweight uh even against the top guys so that's one I want to look at is with Shamayev I was I was talking about it the other day and it felt like Shamayev was fighting every two minutes when he first came on the scene like He'd have a fight. Like it was literally every two weeks. Like he was. And now, when was the, like when was the last time Shamaya fight? Well, was it the was it the Gilbert Burns fight? M- maybe. It's, uh, maybe I should. Maybe I should look that up on, on dot Com. But it feels like it feels like it's been ages, right? And the point in this is when it feels like ages. I feel like sometimes maybe the bookies kind of forget how good a guy is, right? Oh, you thought Kevin Holland. Oh, yeah, that's the battle with the whole Diaz thing. Yeah, so that was in September last year. But still, what's it, eight months since that has happened? And nothing, you know, nothing in the works here. I'm looking, at nothing in the works. Yes, 100% upcoming. But if you put him in there against Robert Whitaker, would he win? I think it's a close fight, but that plus 200, I would favor him. Like, I, I think Shemai should be minus money there. And if you give me, you know, he should be probably minus 200, I think. I think he's that good, but even though I respect Whitaker a lot as well, but I'm taking that plus one hundred on Shumayev as a future because that fight makes a lot of sense. It makes even more sense now. Um, we'll see, you know, do and Adesanya happening? Like that, I feel like there's a Dana White comes out and he does these uh, uh, announcements every couple of weeks. I feel like we need one of them like every week to kind of just like settle us and tell us where we're going. But uh, yeah, Shumayev plus one hundred over Whitaker. Number one, number two. This might get me killed, but I'm going for Michael Chandler at minus one oh eight over Conor, Conor McGregor. Die! I get killed. I will get killed. Like I saw Dustin I was on with Ariel there on on Monday, and he was saying he fancies Conor to win in the second round. And I was watching the you know the Conor McGregor documentary, and you know you you looked at that and you think before the. The Poirier, the first the well, the second Poirier fight, the middle Poirier fight, he, he was actually like, it felt in the documentary he was going great guns. Like, he was going really well and he looked fit and looked like he was kind of getting back to it. And then, you know, he lost that of fight fair and square. He didn't fight that badly on it, just Paria had a great game plan. And then he obviously broke the leg in the second one. And if he could, I don't know, if he can get back to where he was like before the first Poirier fight or the middle Poirier fight, even though it's like not in that you know that mad brilliant uh, epic run he had before like he'd have a great chance against Chandler I think like he had a great chance against Poirier in that fight and I think that's probably what Poirier's is thinking and everyone else might be thinking when you watch that documentary <sighs> but also it's like can he do that like he's a broken leg added into that He's, like, been out for two years at the Broken Egg. I spoke to him. I, I interviewed him 15 months ago, and he told me he was thinking about coming back, like, in a f- couple of months. And it's been 15 months. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I have for a long time felt like Conor McGregor needs uh, a, basically a Tony Ferguson fight, a Dan Hooker fight, and then a, a Chandler fight. Not straight into Chandler. And I didn't, if he wins the two of them, beats Chandler, then we can go over. I think everyone would agree. Title shot. Oh, right up there, no problem. We understand what Conor McGregor is. We understand where he is. If he goes on that run, no problem. But I feel like he tried to do the season thing. It didn't work because of the pandemic. And now they're kind of giving up on that. I think that's the wrong way to do it. I just think going in there against Chandler is the wrong move. Like, can McGregor get back to the way he once was? It's very, very doubtful. Like, I hope so. I think everyone would probably hope so. But the best way to do it Is to do it right And are they doing it right Like let's say McGregor has spent Every waking moment in the gym He's his weight down You know he's not going out in the town He's not dealing with business things He's not doing films He's in SPG Monday at 9 o'clock And he leaves at 9 o'clock that night He goes home He goes to sleep He eats his dinners He you know Takes his vitamins uh, You know he eats his vegetables And that's that Like It can, <laughs> it needs all of that plus the right matchmaking getting back to where he was if you don't have both of those things I find it very hard and that's why I'm going for Chandler Chandler's the guy who's been at it he's been there he's going to go in there's no going to be no rustiness he's going to go straight at him and like well Gregor goes straight at him as well and he, that's worked very well for him in the past but he's the wrestling he has the power yeah I don't know I think it's I think there's too many hurdles to climb if you were to give me one fight and then Chandler I'd be picking Connor all day all day but the first fight back I think that minus 108 in Chandler is a good price the next one John Jones versus Stipe Miocic he's minus 310 now I gave this is a bet obviously it's a minus 310 bet so it's pretty big but that does look like the fight that's going to happen next and I'm even though I'm still unconvinced about how good John Jones actually is at everywhere right now because the fight didn't go that long I think Stipe it'd be very hard for him to also come back and be as good as he once was to compete against John Jones at this stage of his career. Because to compete against John Jones, you need to be the top of the top of the top. Right? Or you really do. And if Stipe is not there, even if John Jones is not necessarily there either, I I think this is a, a nightmare. A nightmare. You need to, like, you need, you need to be Geraldton Almeida, basically. You need to be at the, Beginning of your prime before you're be you know you've been beaten in a big fight or anything like that, you know waking up in the morning without needing to stretch kind of thing. <laughs> you know that's what you need to be. You can't be a dreary old lad turning five this Saturday like me. You know you can't be that, and that's what steep is. So I think John Jones minus three ten there. Leon Edwards is my next bet minus one oh five to be Colby Covington. Um, I think this is another one that like if Usman can't wrestle Edwards successfully for two fights, he did in parts of the first fight, but if he can't and Edwards won the second fight striking, I think it's very hard for Colby to win that fight. Like Usman showed in their fights that he is a better fighter than Colby in those areas. And if he is, like this is very MMA maths here, but I just think, I think Colby is way too reluctant to wrestle these days. I think he tries to strike too much. I think he tries to be well-rounded too much. He needs to go back to his relentless wrestling. And I feel like he's not going to do it. And even if he does do it, I think it would be a struggle against Leon Edwards. His forework is too good. His movement is too good. I I really, I I didn't hugely favor Leon Edwards as my bets have shown in, in the Usman matchups at all. I thought if Usman was off, Edwards had the ability to win and he's a good fighter, but I thought Usman was on another level. Now, I think Leon Edwards might be on another level to Colby in that same sort of way, you know? Now, it could be wrong, maybe the wrestling of Colby will win, but I, I think tactically Colby is a bit inept recently. I, I've taught it for a while, to be honest. I think Colby's a great fighter. Forget about his personality or whatever, he's, he's, uh, you know, his, his character. He is a very, very, very good fighter, but I actually think he's a better fighter than he shows. I really do. I don't think he puts together his weapons all that well at all. If he did, I think he would have been a champion. And he would have been a very... Like, and then White said that if Usman didn't exist, Colby would be the one. But I'm not I'm not exactly sure he would be. Because when he gets to the big stage, he just doesn't do it well enough. And we, Edwards now twice has. he He has. Like, even in the first round, or sorry, it was the second round against Usman the first time, he was very competitive. And then he knocked him out, you know? Obviously, the middle part, not so much. In the second fight, he, he was, you know, the better fighter. Could have been a draw because of the, the point taken away and all, but, you know, he was the better fighter. I think he'll go again after that, and I don't know if Colby will. So, I likely Leonard in that fight, minus minus one hundred five. And the last bet, I gave you a bit of, like, a half a flyer last time. I'm going to do it again. Irina Alana, plus 260 to beat uh, Amanda Nunes, and I think this is probably a bet I'll be giving in a couple of weeks again. Um... I I think Aldana is a good fighter, not, not, a, not a great fighter. Uh, I think Amanda Nunez is the greatest female fighter we've ever seen, but I don't think she is what she once was. Now, we will see in this fight, right? We will see in this fight she will either lose or she'll be back, I think. I think if she struggles, obviously the first time like she did against Pena, she'll definitely lose. But if she fights the way she did the second time against Pena, I also think she will lose, right? I I didn't think she was great in that fight at all. I just think Pena is not, you know, not the most amazing fighter in the world and just happened to fight Nunes when she was completely off it. Uh, But the signs in the last two fights, look, obviously the first fight wasn't great, but the second fight I think was nearly worse in terms of like it wasn't just an off night, right? The first fight wasn't just an off night. And I hate saying this because she's the greatest fighter of all time. There's no one I respect more as a fighter than Amanda Nunes, genuinely. But I can't lie to you either. Like I can't lie to you. I can't not give you my opinion. And my opinion is that Amanda Nunes is not the fighter she once was. Uh, will Irina Aldana be good enough to beat her? May- maybe not. Maybe not. You know? Uh, look at Demetrius Johnson. He's not the fighter he once was. But he's still good enough to beat really, really, really good fighters. Amanda Nunes you know, has showed, and okay, you could say Dimitri's lost a couple of fights ago, but he's won twice since, uh, against the, the the same person, and the knockout was with a, a blow that wasn't uh, allowed in his normal skill set, so we can, you know, Amanda Nunes was beaten from pillar to post, basically, by, by Pena, destroyed by Pina, uh and then came back and didn't fight well, <sighs> I don't think she's there anymore, I don't, and I'm going for, uh, I'm going for Alana to win that fight at plus, six, sorry, plus 260, plus 260, all right, we'll leave it there. Those are the bets for the, the second half of the year and the review of the first half of the year. We've had, you know, we've had a great time of it. A lot of the flyers of it, I think, what is it? Seven of the flyers now or something. It's been a great start to the year. Almost half our bets have, uh, have hit as well. So we, uh, we will keep going and we'll see how uh, the next half of the year treats us. All right, I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for shardog.com and I'll see you all next time.